The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage and let's get this fucking show started. Fantastic Forum. Assemble. You are watching Fantastic Forum, the premier show about comic books and your live weekly conversation about entertainment and geek culture. We are the Fantastic Forum coming to you live and direct from the Hall of F. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. First, he is our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Indeed. <laughs> Next, he is our intrepid senior reporter. He's next in line for the cowl. He's our resident Dark Knight detective. It's Oz. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Indeed, you are, sir. Usually Indeed. not here at this time. I'm like, I'm like five minutes early today. <laughs> right. Uh, Oz's shift starts like 15 minutes after the show starts. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, Shout out to Moses Magnum. He is having some technical difficulties, but will be here momentarily. So fret not, good people. Uh, and as for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mary Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. We got a great show for you today because we are going to be talking to you all about the Netflix animated series, Blue Eye Samurai. And we're going to be talking to you all about the return of Marvel's most prominent superhero, Night Thrasher. Indeed. So well, we got Night Thrasher number one that we're going to review. Blue Eye Samurai we're going to discuss. We're going to talk to you um, about some comic book news and whatever else it is that you all want to talk about. And we'll tell you how it is you can get down a fantastic forum uh, so you can let us know what it is you want to talk about in just a moment. But before we do that, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin because without him, this show would not exist. So thank you, Scott Rubin. Hope all is going well for you, good sir. Uh, and with that said, let's have the intern do her thing. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at fantasticforum.live. Join the party. You know you want to. Indeed. Speaking of mm -hmm. speaking of Scott, I was randomly on Facebook. Uh-huh. And I saw he's selling the Nitropod. Yeah. Yeah, right. he is selling the Nitropod, like the 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 truck, not right. the business. Not How much? the business. I got, I got five dollars on it. How much? He <laughs> wants sixty-five thousand. Hmm. But apparently he's going electric. Yes. So, mm -hmm. That's exciting. Yeah, right. yeah. No, like not only is it exciting, but he's excited about it. Like but he's getting an electric nitropod. <laughs> he he's uh he's getting oh well, go ahead, Jay. But yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I, I don't know why Lawrence laughed at my question when apparently it was a legitimate question. 
No, no, no. It's not. He's getting an electric nitro pod. Uh, I wasn't. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, I wasn't laughing at your question. I was laughing at the fact, like, I'm, like, why am I answering when Jay was talking? I'm like, let me just shut up. I don't have to talk all the time. That's why I was laughing. No, you can, you can answer. Like, you probably do know more uh, and better than I do. Like, I know you're still, like, keeping up with Scott. I just happened to see a Facebook post. Yeah. I don't know if an all-electric one is like he's gonna drain that sucker quick with all the electronics he runs in it. He's definitely not gonna be able to broadcast from the from the thing unless he gets the generator. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not really doing as much the uh the whole like food truck aspect of it. And Tyclaw says, Why Jay, you, you wanna buy it? You wanna buy it from him? You want you want the nitro pod, Jay? No, I'm just remarking on the end of an era. Like, mm-hmm. man, like I remember when he first got it, it was mm-hmm. like this new thing, the frozen liquor ice cream deal. Like, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. And, right. You know, we would see him like at the conventions, like selling, and it's like. Right. Like, I'd, I'd walk through it with a black light before I. <laughs> what? What do you think Scott is doing and has done to the nitro pod? Look, he's got kids now. He sells nice food. <laughs> yeah. Moses Magnum, ladies and gentlemen. Extra in the building. Yeah, with, Rap with the friggin' You got the whole uh the whole what was it the walleye going on? Like wow. stupid shit. I'm you. My GoPro is supposed to be a webcam today, and then uh, the program won't run to do the settings. So I put the automatic settings, and it does this. I have the regular settings I normally use, but it's giving me this. So here we are. Here, here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, the next Supergirl. My cheese. Oh, cheese. But yeah, man. So yeah, bullshit. Okay. No, it's all bullshit. The this it's giving me trouble. Every then I have to update the. Yeah, it's a mess. I'm sorry, man. It doesn't have a USB out. For all this money for this goddamn GoPro doesn't have your USB out, or like a fucking uh, a HDMI out. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, man. I'm yeah. sorry, friend. I, I look. I hope. I hope it it works out eventually. <laughs> like, yeah, listen, we're Why just happy you're here. Ukraine has to fix this. <laughs> what? <laughs> I be worried about Ukraine. He should be fixing this. Oh, dude, there it is. We need, we need Congress to allocate funds to we have, Moses's webcam. We have problems at home. <laughs> we have problems at home. <laughs> dude, so, I mean, um, those ugly ass Trump sneakers. <laughs> like, did you see those? I gave Larry a pair Listen, like 10 years ago. They look like somebody spray painted some old Nikes. <laughs> no, it, 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 it's the creative reaction. If you look at the old school creative reactions, they um they they they, they look like that. And I gave Larry it, it, it was black and gold with uh with with, mm-hmm. with gold, it was black with gold uh tiger stripes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wear, they're not I'm not that credit supporting Trump. 
Was that the the genesis of that? No, he ripped off my design of the shoes I used to like to wear. That's the problem. Yeah, sue him. Everybody else is. Yeah, and they're winning. <laughs> and they're winning. <laughs> if you want to buy a new webcam, just go to New York. Say you're not here legally. I'll give you ten grand. <laughs> yeah, is that how that works? <laughs> it is now, actually. Is that how it works? Okay. Just give you just give you ten grand for being for I'm being undocumented. A plane flight is not that expensive to New York right now. So yeah, but then they make me want to go back. They they have to go back to Florida or wherever the fuck with that money. Nah, you're gonna no. It's it's just in a debit card. No, no, but they don't want you there. That's the thing. They're giving you money to get the fuck out. It's not. It's the the hypocrisy of the sanctuary city thing. Hey, I will fucking come back and come back home there. <laughs> like, all right, buy a plane ticket back home, you're out. Anywho. Just made nine G's. <laughs> <laughs> Times four if we do if we all do it. Yeah. I think I'm gonna have a tough time selling myself as an undocumented immigrant. I don't think you'd ever have a problem selling yourself, Lawrence. <laughs> well, he's doing a good job of selling himself short. All right, we're going down a bad path. We should start. So, I apologize. But going going back, we were, we were talking. Mo, you you just came in. We were talking about Jay was saying he saw that Scott selling the Nitro Pod, like the the actual the vehicle on Facebook. Oh, yeah. and, and Tiger Claw asked if Jay wanted to buy it. Uh, but yeah, it turns out that, that Scott is, uh, getting an electric vehicle and, um, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't really do like the food truck scene as much anymore. Mm -hmm. He does more like private, more private events. So it'll be primarily for transport and for, um, you know, like promotion or whatnot. So, so is he giving up on making it like a broadcasting truck? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't been doing that for I don't know how long. Which, you know, I like the idea of it being a broadcasting truck, but apparently that idea did not come to fruition. You don't need that anymore, really. Right. Like your broadcast studio's in your pocket, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm a, I'm the dummy here using this, you know, trying to use a GoPro as a webcam because I, I could use my phone and, you know, I need mm -hmm. It's okay. You're not a dummy, Mo. You just had you wanted a particular quality. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, 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 Mo, hold on, man. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. If you want to get down with Fantastic Forum, you can go ahead and go to fantasticforum.live. Uh, we'll take your comments directly out of chat, like we did with Tiger Claws, and bring them into the show, like we did with Tiger Claws, <laughs> and uh. You know, like we'll we'll talk about what you want to talk about, um, but right now we're actually going to go into some comic book news. So, with that said, let's make that happen. Ooh, comic book news. We should have a like uh, like current. <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. So right. The Borderlands trailer dropped today. Uh, the A Borderlands movie? video game? Movie. Oh, 
I thought it was a TV no, show. The TV show, what? yeah, on the Prime. It was uh, Goggins. Yeah, Walton Goggins. <laughs> wait, so wait, it's a it's a TV show? No, it's a movie. Uh, with the uh, is it Katie. animated? No, no, it's live action. It's Kevin Hart. Are you sure you're not talking about the TV show? It's the TV show. So I'm just saying, like, I'm trying to get it no, straight. A, like, they say it's a movie. Who's they? The producers. Producers are idiots. Wait, why are they idiots? <laughs> Look what they did with Madam Web. <laughs> Those aren't the same producers. They're all the same people. They're all the same. It's a small group. <laughs> you know, it's producers be producing. It's Kate Winslet, Michelle Pfeiffer, um, Pfeiffer. Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart, and I forgot the other two. Wait, did you say Fallout or Borderlands? I said Borderlands. Fallout is a TV show coming from Amazon. All right, no, I I was confused. My mistake. I oh Jesus, man, come on. Yeah, I was confused. What a moron. <laughs> as, as, a, as a preeminent yeah. opener of Fallout boxes, and plus I was just being scared that you know I, I got sorry it's a, it's in my head I you know I was playing with my package earlier. Fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Y'all got me out here questioning Jay. You all know Jay don't talk until he knows stuff. So <laughs> it was a, it was a full trailer because I saw the poster. Yeah, the teaser trailer dropped yesterday. The full trailer dropped today. Is Wolverine in it? No. <laughs> like, hardly anyone is in it. Um, It's weird. Everyone just sounds off. Well, would you be upset if that Deadpool movie has multiple Wolverines that are different actors? Like oh, all the wow. ones we thought we we talked about might be it, like actually show up as a version of Wolverine. You know, I I want to hear more about the Borderlands uh, <laughs> TV show. Wait, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, Jay, finish your story. I'll, I'll get back to that. Later. Like, we'll, we'll get back to it. Sorry, sorry, yeah. I'm distracted today. Yeah. Um, no, that one, the t- trailer dropped, and everyone sounds weird. Yeah. And, uh, now, when you say they sound weird, what what is what's that mean? Well, it means I've been listening to the characters for like three plus games, and everyone sounds different. Well, like oh, but- Jack Black is claptrap, right? Yeah, like it's, it's weird because no, he's you have a voice actor for claptrap that sounds just like claptrap, right? Without, I haven't seen the trailer, but you have. I'm assuming Jack Black does not sound like Claptrap. He sounds like Jack Black. Um, both. Like, <laughs> both? He, sounds like Jack, he sounds like Jack Black, but he also has a filter that sounds like Claptrap. So he sounds like both at the same time. Like that's a that sounds like a win. It's no. not. It's Bl- it's really Black distracting. Jack Black, you know I. I love Jack Black. Like, I would consider myself a Jack Black fan. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's just the voice is off. Jack Black is the same, is the same in just about every movie he does. And that's not claptrap. I don't know if I would say that, but I get what you're saying. And yeah, he I don't know, like he sounds like like the attitude, like he can play a claptrap unit. I just he just doesn't sound it. And I know they are doing like there are a couple of jokes where I'm like, oh, that's not really that's a little off. But for the most part, he acts fine. Mm. It's just the voice is a little distracting. And Kevin Hart like is bouncing between actually doing a decent role in and being himself. So it's like uh who's he playing? Roland. No. The the black character from the first two games. Okay. Wow. Tiny Tina's like Oh my the gosh. Person, she the person that does Tiny Tina in in the in the uh in the games is an actual actress. Like she doesn't look or sound like Tiny Tina. And it's like it's not just her voice, it's like the way she speaks. Like she does not speak the way Tiny Tina does. Who's playing Which, Salvatore? Um not sure if he's in it. Oh. Like not everyone is in it. But you said everyone sounded off. Everybody. I'm I'm yeah, everyone that's in it. Yeah, I'll just wait with you. Is Roland short like Kevin Hart? No, 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 no. And for the most part, I think they are putting him up on lifts. So, like, no, are you serious? Yeah, like he does come up to like people's shoulders. Like, they're doing their best to hide how short he is. Well, but isn't but the isn't trailer, the rest of the cast primarily women? Yeah, but he's a big so, little man. So the women are short already, probably, right? So if he's coming to the show. Kevin Hart is really short. Like, I don't think you understand how short Kevin Hart is. Like, normally he only comes up to their waist. Like, he should be the next Wolverine. You were dumb. He should be the next Wolverine. (laughs) Well, he could be Puck. No, he can't. (laughs) No, he can't. Tiger Claw uh, in chat, I saw earlier, he said that the trailer is giving off uh, this Guardians of the Galaxy vibe. I don't know if Tiger Claw means that. What's that mean, though? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Like, I don't even know. People are saying it like it's a good thing. Um, I don't necessarily think it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, They're two different properties. Like, they... Should yeah. not be the same. No, and, I, uh, I, I, I would agree. Yeah. In any case, yeah. it's coming out August 9th. August um, 9th? I don't think I'm looking forward to it. Like, I'm going to see it. Uh huh. But I don't think I'm looking forward to it. I know. Jamie Curtis is Dr. Tannis? Yeah. Yeah. 
I know what we're doing for Jay's birthday. You know? It's weird. Like, I don't know if they get Tannis right. I would love to see her portrayal of Tannis. Um, but I'm not sure if they're going to do it right. Okay. Because Tannis like- is insane. Like, she's been alone too long. She sees ceiling chairs. I don't. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis is an amazing actress. I don't know if she can pull off Manic. I, I don't think I've ever seen her do that. That's true. Dude, Roland is the same height as Tiny Tina. <laughs> <laughs> like, if that's them trying to hide it, they, they, they didn't try hard enough. So I don't see any tattoos on uh, on Kate Blanchett. Isn't she supposed to be? Uh, yeah, she's supposed to have the 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 blue the blue tattoos, and they'll probably come out when she's using her powers. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I like I want this movie to be good and to succeed. What what they've given us in the trailer, um, yeah, I don't know, like. Yeah. So it's not did, looking did, good to me. It it did, looks like a giant green screen nightmare. It, it did we did we talk I, about this before that this movie was happening? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Must I don't remember because it's Eli Roth, and it's been through a couple of different production teams at this point. Um, it almost seemed like it wasn't going to happen and then Jamie Lee Curtis came in that she's on board that's when we got like confirmation and stuff right and they've been giving out a little they've been giving out information little by little since like I feel like six months ago four, four or six months ago wow okay like I'm just like I feel I'm looking like this feels like it's coming out of nowhere for me, but I just didn't remember. I guess surprise. Yeah. It ain't Disney. He don't give a fuck. I don't think that's true, but you know. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Tiger Claw says I've seen some people out there being on negative over this trailer, but I love what I'm seeing. I'm very open when it comes to movies like this. I just hate how people are cynical these days. And not giving it a chance without seeing it first. Mm. He says he says that on Fantastic Four. It, it looks like he should be streaming. <laughs> admittedly, <laughs> admittedly, yes. I've I've seen some of the comments, and a lot of people, or some people, are just writing it off completely. And that I don't think you should do. Yeah. Uh, but it the first trailer is not awe inspiring. Well, hopefully, this movie doesn't get review bombed to the ground like Madam Web did. But yeah, they were so hurtful to Madam Web, like just for the crime of being a female-led film. And yeah, it's I, so I, weird. Uh, did you watch it on? Yes, I, I, I watched it. But yeah, it only made so, like seventeen million the in the weekend. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, fuck, like, it's not that bad. And, you know, I, I point out the bad things in it, but those bad things are, you know, they're just comic-y stuff. So, so Oz, what did you think, man? Because obviously I... Mo and Jay Dakota liked Johnson, it. Dakota Johnson isn't a good actress. And what else has she been in? Fifty Shades. Oh, yeah, you did say that. I forgot. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, continue. Uh... I haven't seen though. This is like the old, the first movie of hers that I've seen, and she, she's, she's not, she's not good. And normally I blame the scripts. <laughs> you know, the script mm-hmm. wasn't that good either. But when you have somebody like Sydney Sweeney and the other two girls, whose name I forget, because you know, um, like <laughs> you're such they're a actually, bastard. Like, trying. <laughs> they, they're putting effort in what they have to say and Dakota Johnson especially like when she actually becomes Madam Webb and she's she's got the costume she Lawrence you haven't seen it right Mm-mm. you've seen Game of Thrones yeah she's brand the broken like she talks like that for no reason uh, huh. it, it, it's <laughs> she was good in well, bad times at the El Royale I didn't see that either I saw yeah. that. I don't remember her at all. Uh, I don't remember her, but I remember her. side if she just like, you know, vanished into the character. I remember everyone doing like a really good job. Like, I'm pretty sure she was the one uh, who shot the guy hiding behind the mirrors. Yeah. yeah that's about right. And she was, I mean, everyone did great in that movie, I thought. Like, yeah, and she is like that's one thing I said when we talked about it last week is like she's not the greatest actress, but she's doing her part here. And you know, the as far as like Madam Web doing that for no reason, that that Madam Web, that's how she is. <laughs> she's just the she's uh she's a couch that talks, you know, like that's <laughs> about spiders and mystical stuff. And you know, now when you get to Julia Carpenter, it's a little different because she's not paralyzed. But mm-hmm. th- this, that matter what, that's how she is. She is broken through the, you know, and yeah, I, I, you know, people are really like talking shit about this movie, and it's not, it's almost not fair. Like, I, I want to like- see what the original cut of this movie was because when you get to the point that I think you guys mentioned it that the. Um, the villain like they actually dubbed his voice and you can yeah. like he's actually you could actually it look looks like a you know like an old kung fu movie where he's his lips are moving but it doesn't match the words mm-hmm. i i want to wow. know what it feels like it was a completely different movie that at some point just got redone and i don't know who stepped in and or why i want to see that original cut or at we least should the original. test screenings in that, that well, might be it. Why do we outlaw test? Well, here's the pro- and this is the problem. This is this is one of the problems that I've, I've been working on on a a manifesto of sorts, where it's like <laughs> part of the that. reason that these movies are uh are are sucking and people are having superhero fatigue is because they're really just watering down a lot of these characters for uh either demographic uh, advantage or uh or mon- you know of course monetary gain. But like they change a lot of the essence of the characters 
and just to to give you either something they think is different because they might be too similar to another hero or you know all these but you know they're really ignoring what the character was in the first place and i've, I've watched it happen with echo i watched it happen you know a little bit with loki yeah i watched it happen with uh uh you know in this case madam webb you know like they don't know what the fuck to do with her power because you know she her, she's supposed to be a guiding figure for heroes yeah but they're trying to give her an origin story and they don't know what to do with her. They, they cure her of her issue. And they're like, oh, wait, we got to give her her issue because that's what she is. And then give it to her anyway. And it's like, you know, Larry, you said something like it. So maybe it's a way of saying, like, you can't escape destiny. And like, hey, nah, the movie didn't put it that way. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's literally, they don't know she's a mutant. And, you know, sometimes part of having a mutant clairvoyant power means that your body suffers. You know, you lose your hair. You know, yeah. <laughs> destiny is like that, yeah. right? Destiny is yeah. blind. There's no yeah. eyes. But you can see everything, and even here they do that. Where it's like, yeah, sorry, you can't see. It's like, oh, I see more than you know. Yeah, and they show like the future of the characters, and really, like this movie is like Terminator One with superheroes, you know, and like it's not as bad as they're pointing it out to be or making it out to be. I also think part of the problem is I would have been a lot more angrier. If I hadn't uh, listened to Fantastic Forum last week, uh, as they discussed it on on their on their show, <laughs> um, because the trailers made it seem like we were going to see the Spider Women, yeah, right, and it's 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 like a minute at the most, right? But it, you know, it's nothing. Again, like you're getting a movie where you're protecting John Connor. You don't see John Connor being John Connor for more than like three minutes. That's what I'm saying. You guys softened the blow for me. Yeah. But that's the thing. And, and, you know, when you talk about superhero fatigue, it's like part of these movies all are the same. They're formulaic. This one gives you a little something different and people don't like it. And it goes back to like this is a problem we had with comics with like Dan Didio talking about like 52 and, and new 52 and all that shit. Because it's like you people get bored of the same thing. And then when you give them something different, they don't like it either. You know, right. and it's like they, they call it stupid or derivative or whatever. And it's like and then they don't read independent comic books <laughs> like mm-hmm. beneath, like beneath the trees where nobody sees. <laughs> yeah. Which is in the new. I love that book so much. Have you seen the new covers? I did see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mo posted the new covers yeah. in our discord. And Dude, I, I wish I had them here because yeah, they, they look they fuck it. Oh, pull them up. I don't have. Yeah, that. I'll do that. I can Not, go to our Discord yeah, yeah. and share. But you can you can talk uh, you can talk about it while Jay's pulling it up. Mo. Yeah, basically it's it's the reprints for like uh, cover because they're they're selling out. Looks, like, I think at this point they're like at third mm-hmm. print, and so mm-hmm. they're making new covers. So they have a, a like a Riley Rosmo cover, and like Ooh, the, uh, I like Riley Rosmo. Yeah, dude, I love him. No homo, but yeah, a little homo. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. I don't he deserves it. He's talented. I don't All even right. think you, you had to say that anymore. <laughs> what? A little? What? <laughs> what? You can't say you could be a little bit? No, no. You can you can be as homosexual as you want to be these days. That's okay. <laughs> Gee, Lord, <laughs> thank you. Thanks, thanks for your approval, like you. I guess. <laughs> yeah. So there's a that one is the Riley Rosmo cover. That's crazy. And then there's the Jesse Lonergan cover. And uh, 
These are going to be wow. April 3rd. But that, I mean, this looks better than the original covers. You know what I mean? Wait, like, is is that is that the, like, number three just came out recently, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's the second printing for number three. The other one, I think, is uh, the third printing for number two, I think is what it is. Damn. That's very cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, third printing for number two is the Riley Rosmo. I can't wait to get the trade paperback with all these covers in it. Cause... <laughs> the, the digital and, trade. And the story is just so good. Like, I love her as a character. Like, she's awesome. She's going around, like, spying on people. And it's, yeah, it's. It's just so good. I know we're not reviewing that right now, so I won't get too too into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Emily says Mo isn't homo; he's moho. <laughs> Look, that's probably true. Knows <laughs> <laughs> he better than everybody. <laughs> so cool. Um. So, yeah, yeah. What else is happening in the news, gents? Anything I'll give else you some of your stories. You have to do homework, too. Indeed, IDW, indeed. <laughs> uh, IDW start, uh, released info on one of the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics. Oh, what they said? Uh, coming out. It's going to be, they're doing a... Hold on, news, news, news. Uh, Night Watcher, which is, uh, and I know Tiger Claw will correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Raphael's vigilante, yeah, uh, persona. The one with the uh, that's t-shirt. gonna be the one with the suit, yeah. Oh, yeah, Night Watcher. Uh, yeah, that's one of the comics coming out of uh, the whole new Turtle Verse. That's interesting. Uh, is that going to be a limited series? You think, or is that going to be ongoing? Um, Tiger Claw is that limited or ongoing? <laughs> yeah, Tiger Claw. There it is. Yeah. So I'm sure Tiger will let us know. Yeah. But it's uh, being written by, uh, I believe, Junie Bai. Tyclaw says, it says ongoing. Okay. So that's interesting. Like, are are they trying to uh, rock? Are they trying to Wolverine Raphael? Nah. Like, let's spin (laughs) them out. And then when they launch their next comic in the total universe Raphael will be on that team too what it is it, it's you know we, we thought of different ideas we could go with you know when we got rid of uh transformers we dumped that property and gi joe uh, we we decided to go you know focus on what we have which is ninja turtles and then star trek so we're really like putting effort in there big shout out to heather antos um She's great. She does good things. Yeah, we brought her on board too. She's like the, <laughs> the main Star Trek person. 
if you don't know. Thanks for letting us know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but you know, I I know how much you all love horror, and I know how I much do. you all love comics. I love. I, it. I don't know if you guys. I don't know if you heard that. Uh, EC Comics, which is friggin' uh, uh, like ho horror comic book royalty, EC Comics is coming yeah. back as, as an imprint. I did, I did hear about that. Yeah. On Oni. It made me so happy and so sad. I can tell. <laughs> oh, why? And why so sad? There's a comic, uh, there's a story, uh, and I think Tales from the Crypt or something, like one of the EC books, there's a story mm -hmm. called Gone. Mm -hmm. And I can't find it. And it's like. So you would say it's gone? Yeah, it's like one of my favorite haunted house stories ever. Like, okay. it's so good because it's all from the outside of the house. It's a haunted house story from told from outside the house. Yeah, okay. where basically this kid and his friend, like his friend, goes into this house that's haunted, and then uh. People keep coming up to him like, hey, where's your friend? He's like, he went into the house and never came back. And so the, everyone, like, the people keep going into the house and not coming back. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. eventually he's just there like, well, fuck it. I might as well go in too. And he goes in and doesn't come back. Damn. It's like awesome. Seeing the haunted house from the outside. I might, is like, I might have that actually digitally. Oh, if um, you have that, please share. Yeah, uh, I I don't know what number it is, but I believe it is a Tales from the Crypt or the 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 first one where it's like Tales to Astonish or whatever, like or, or Spine Tinglers, like the the one of the early ones. But right, I do have, I do have like digitally the entire run from like I don't know from like fifty to seventy, so it should be in there somewhere. If yeah, not, I hope like, you can't imagine how useful typing EC Comics gone yeah. is into a search engine. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so Oni is publishing two issues of EC Comics or is saying they're gonna do two issues of EC Comics uh or I should say two EC Comics titles monthly. Uh, and it's going to have a rotating cast of creators. And uh, the list, I mean, it's a long list of people, but just some of the, the names that are associated, uh, Jason Aaron, Brian Azzarello, Cullen Bunn, uh, Cecil Castellucci, Joshua Helfialkov, oh, Matt, yeah, Matt, yeah, Matt, Matt Kent, um, Friggin' Peter Krause, Dustin Weaver, like there's and like that's literally like just like there's not even half of the people that they've listed. So um that's but, great. That is yeah. mad. That is some talent. <laughs> so so the also, first I didn't uh, know who Dustin Weaver is, and now like I get a reference that I didn't get before. 
Nice. Wait, what now? What? What? Oh, I said Never. Dustin Weaver. I didn't realize he was a person. The <laughs> Spider-Man mentioned him. Oh, okay. Yeah, he Got was it. like Dennis Weaver, the Great Weave. Like, I always get them mixed up. Okay. Okay. It's Spider-Man, uh, you know, he, he's so random. <laughs> so, uh, the first comic coming out will be uh, Epitaph, Epitaphs from the Abyss, which is coming out in July, and then uh, Cruel Universe, which is coming out in August. So, yeah. So, you know, you horror, you, you horror folks can be looking out for that. Uh, comic books is my chosen medium for horror. So, <laughs> like, if I'm gonna mess with it, that's where I like to mess with it. But you gotta watch the the trailer for Imaginary. Listen, you, you the new the, the new trailer is so much better. Yeah, than the old one. It's like yeah. they used the song "Just My Imagination," and you can't make that song scary. Like, it's not scary. It's not creepy. It's just a fun song or a boring song, depending on if you're in the mood for it or not. And like, it's all over the first trailer. And it's like, come on, guys, that's not. Uh, this, this, is, <laughs> this is bad. Joe's but disappointed trailer, in your horror attempts. Yeah, this second trailer is pretty good. What song do they use in this one? Oh, they still use Imagination, but. Uh, it's only at the end. It's not throughout the whole trailer. Mm. Okay. <laughs> it's like, I, uh, you know, I've. It's been interesting how they all have like, they'll use songs that aren't necessarily like normally seen as horror songs, but then they slow it down and add like the kind of distortion to it and it, all of a sudden those songs seem scary except the just my imagination like they tried <laughs> it it failed okay what would it would it be I'm harder do... to do it for oh go ahead i'm gonna do it with uh this little light of mine listen <laughs> <laughs> i think don't, that would actually work don't quote me on this but i'm pretty sure someone did it already I, I'm, you're probably right it does sound yeah. a little familiar. Like I think someone there was should, a horror movie that did that. Someone should do it with with Hey Ya. Oh uh, yeah. Or that party would be rock. awesome. Like <laughs> if you could make party rock, like if you could make Hey Ya scary, <laughs> that would be wild. Look, I'm looking at you, Jordan Peele. Where you at? <laughs> <laughs> hey Ya. And that should be the the title of the movie too. Hey, yeah. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got any other news we want to talk about before we start doing some reviews? Uh, I was getting Henry to... Cavill's joining Disney. Oh yeah, I think I did hear about that. I didn't see an article, but I did see a meme. He's he signed to uh to an MCU project. Yeah, and uh, yeah, obviously everybody started. Saying, "Oh, Captain Britain, Captain Britain," but now I'm hearing Doctor Doom. Henry Cavill would be a good Doctor Doom. Uh, yeah, he should be Cyclops. 
Well, no, I'll never be that dreamy. <laughs> why would you? The, my thing is, why would you want to cover that face? <laughs> <laughs> no, but for Doctor Doom, that would be great because you know, like Doom, yeah. like I like the version of Doom that thinks he's like totally disfigured, and then yeah. he gets his ass knocked off, and he just has like one little scar on his face, yeah. and it's like, my God, he's all super handsome. You're like, how dare you? <laughs> I love that version of Doom. He's like, look, don't look at my shame. No. <laughs> You're like, this fool's tripping. This fool got a scratch. And he's like, my thing. That's like Mo when he gets a pimple. Yeah. Where's the Phantom of the Opera mask? <laughs> Wait, I don't know why the idea of Mo and a Phantom of the Opera mask is so funny. It's like me when my webcam doesn't work. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, I, now, I would not say Dr. Doom would be the first place I would probably think of to put Henry Cavill. I'm not, like, Captain Britain, I feel like he would be a waste for that, honestly. Yeah, which... Um. Yeah, that, I, I feel that too because that's what I saw him with the clothes. But again, they didn't put a mask on him; they just put the clothes on him. But for mm -hmm. me, it's like I really like with the this dissolution of the uh, DC universe that they had. I, if I was Marvel, I would just hire all that Justice League and make them into the Squadron Supreme. Dude, that would actually be so cool if that yeah. fool was Hyperion. Yeah. Oh my god. And like, it's like, I mean, he needs to dye his hair, though, but that would be really it's, cool. It's fucking MCU. They they fuck up other shit than hair. Like, he don't need to do the hair. Hey, I would like for that, but that's not an end-all thing for me at this point. Because, like, again, they're giving a shit. So, it's like... He could probably do Sentry. He would be a good Sentry. He'd be a good Sentry, too. Yeah. Damn. See? That's what I'm saying. Like, all of those ideas are better than Captain Britain. Mm -hmm. And and I'm not saying that you know I I might have to actually see what his doom is like to know if he would be better as Doom or like you know Sentry or Squad Supreme. But yeah, I mean it it would be awesome to cast him as one of the Marvels like Superman analogs. Like that would be really cool. Like I I mean this was might be a controversial choice, but even the Molecule Man. Like I think he could play that. Like he could play it really like, well. Eric, I just you know, it's like just the, the acting yeah. wise, yeah. But again, yeah. the physique and everything, like you, you right. want him to be a superhero, you know, not a molecule. Right. I, I would like. Can you he know, do Gideon? Yeah, Gideon from like X Force. Yeah. That's it. The dude was meant to be a superhero. He could be Shatterstar. He could be Gideon. He could be Forearm. He could be random, you know, like, <laughs> wait, Calvin looks like four of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, smack. Yeah. I, I Get that man a head sock. Yeah. It's one of the, what are those things called? I don't even know. The nineties things. That's Tiger oh. Claw. Uh, Tiger Claw says he's in Guy Ritchie's new movie. Yeah. Argyle. Uh, Argyle. Yeah. Oh, was, yeah. That looks good. He's, he's good at that. Argyle is actually really good. Yeah, and the twist is fun. Yeah. Uh, fuck. I, I want to watch it so bad. Uh, uh, Tiger Cross is not Argyle. Not Argyle? 
No, there's a new one with like a World War II one that I saw him. Oh, oh, he's that in that one. too. Yeah, I don't even no, know. Ar- Argyle, yeah, no, Argyle is a was it Matthew Vaughn's movie? Oh, dude, that they kick ass and Kingsman and all that. Yeah, I get the two confused. Yeah, I, well, damn. The thing is, it's you know, Matt, Matthew what Vaughn. They both have that stylized, like that yeah. over style. That's what I was saying. Like Matthew Vaughn is like when Guy Ritchie was good. Then Guy Ritchie started being bad, and then now he's good again. Now I mix the two together, you know, like they're Got just it. one filmmaker. But dude, like those two dudes doing like a you know like a Guy Ritchie, you know, a real Thunderbolts movie, not what they're giving us, would be fucking tight. The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Yeah, that shit. Right, is, is the Guy Ritchie. That's a movie. great title. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Looks like a good uh, movie. You, watch, watch the trailer because it's it's actually it looks good. I mean, it's a Guy Ritchie movie. So you what if they get Henry Cavill to be Wolverine? He might be. He might be that fat. Everybody's too tall for Wolverine, but they get him anyway. Not Kevin. Hunter. He might be a better saber tooth. Uh, I might uh, Henry Cavill might be a better saber tooth. Like what they'll probably do is they'll make the rock saber tooth, and then, uh, and then homeboy will be Wolverine. So you got that height differential too. <laughs> if they're smart, if, if they're smart, the MCU will stay as far from the rock as possible. Hey, why do you say that? Because then we want to have a saber tooth. fucked up Shazam. Yeah, they already have what? a little what? heart. They just need the big Johnson. Wait, where? <laughs> Wait, wait, so we're gonna blame the the issues with the Shazam franchise on The Rock? Yes. Like, that's who's the problem? You're crazy. You're he, crazy. he got Cavill back in the Superman suit for that movie. Yeah, and then what happened? They destroyed the universe just to get rid of him. The universe needed to go. Listen, I, I, will, I will tell you, and you all know, like, it's like, I'm no friggin' like, DC fanatic, but I can promise you, like, the friggin' like like Black Adam wasn't the problem with DC movies. <laughs> like it wasn't it wasn't a gem or anything, but that was definitely not the problem. Like man, like you like, you they, saw they got, those two Shazam movies, right? They got like, three of the four <laughs> Jumanji cast yeah, they got better. They to complete the set. Like the second the one is better than the first one. I haven't seen either. Listen, you shouldn't. You shouldn't, Mo. You, you don't have to. So but mm. yeah, honestly, and I know you brought this up, Lawrence. But the the only real issue with the Shazam movies is Zachary Levi. Like he acts more childish than the person playing Sam. Yeah, yeah, and, and don't get like, me wrong. You said that is, I, I feel like that is actually the main problem and, with the movies. Like which yeah. Sam? Huh? Sam? Not not Sam, whatever his name is. I don't Billy. I don't know their names. <laughs> Billy. Yeah, yeah. No, you're yeah, yeah. But I think that's like like the first movie for sure. If you put if you got a better actor to play Shazam, those movies still aren't good. Yeah, like they're, they're okay, bad. but they're also no. based. They're based on the crappier Shazam 
like comics too, right? Like the the new fifty two ones. Yeah, no. but loosely, like not not in yeah, like only not. in some. Yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like if you were to like base your work on a Judd Winnick run, it'd be different. You know. <laughs> I remember him. I don't know that. I don't know that. Uh, I don't think Zachary Levy could do that, but you know. <laughs> Again, all you I, I keep saying this to you, comic book, uh, movie studios, the, the, the adaptations. Just come to me, all right? Just just ask me, and then I'll tell you. I'll do it for free. I'll consult for free. I'll just make sure you do good shit and you make money out of it. Yeah, they do have to pay you, right? I mean, a dollar and maybe some. I, I I mean, I do it for free, but legally they'd have to pay me at least a dollar. Get you lunch or lease or something. Yeah, you're you know one percent of the back end. Oh yeah, like good luck with that. Yeah, <laughs> you know lunch is fine. Lunch is fine. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know how much so. I eat. <laughs> so okay. All right, you guys ready to get into some reviews? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do some. Let's do some blue eye samurai. <laughs> but good lunch, not McDonald's. <laughs> right. Oh, so. Uh, no, more about gel coat. When the fourth round, don't you call it? Does it look good already? Combo scampi for limited. All right. So, uh, Mo, man, why, why don't you tell us what's the deal with Blue Eye Samurai? Uh, it is a uh, historical fiction animated series. Uh, hello, I'm Rap Boy. Um, <laughs> but on, it, it is a. Uh, <laughs> You know, a historical fiction animated series based on the Indo Edo period Japan, and uh, basically they blocked off all white people from coming in, all Westerners, closed the borders, and they dubbed all the half breed people, uh, you know, mongrels and deformed. And the story follows a uh young girl that is seeking revenge for the death of her mother and being treated like shit for being a blue-eyed kid half-breed and uh she you watch her grow up and then take revenge and then boom hilarity ensues <laughs> there it is there it is yeah, eight episodes long and short of it it's eight episodes yeah. once you watch one episode you can't stop so uh <laughs> It's just I watched it all in one sitting when I did. Man, uh, I was we actually talked about it. Huh? I, I'm surprised we're actually talking about it because I, I just watched it for fun and I just brought it up for some reason just because I thought it'd be good to watch it. But I guess it is getting a season two, so that's good. I don't know when that drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, with that said, look. You, you, Mo, you watched it, like binged it all at one one sitting. You said so. I, I would, su I suspect that means you liked it, <laughs> enjoyed what you were watching. 
Yeah, I liked it until the end. The end, I felt I didn't enjoy. Like mm. they busted, they busted a, a Walking Dead where they they you know get in bed with the enemy. They they set up for season two. Yeah, but still, like she could you know she could have no no, out I, no I, I'm agreeing with you though like yeah. yeah the whole the show the whole show this is her main thing that she wants to do and then she doesn't do it. You know, it's just yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't like that ending either, but I, I get what they were doing. And wrecks all of Japan, Japan like sociopolitically too in the process because she couldn't kill him in the I mean, first place. So comes are we back really gonna blame the blue eyed samurai for that? Yeah, if she would have killed him then that it would have happened different. Yeah, on the first try, you know. Again, she wasn't ready, she's that's the crucible, you know. I, I get it. I'm down with it, but you didn't tell me give me a season where they don't kill him twice. Like, <laughs> it, I mean, uh, imagine I, this would have happened on Death Wish. Yeah, <laughs> or on what? Uh, you know, in like Death Wish or Kill Bill. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, people would be disappointed. You know what I mean? Ah. You know, I I don't know. Only because it's like there's a, a good reason behind it though. And that's the problem. I mean like, where is, it's like but it's, she could have figured out what London means without a white man. Like he could have died. I I don't know if that's true. Maybe. She's smart. Maybe. Like here they also here, they also could have they could have done it in a way where she can get the information she needs and and kill him. You know, he mm. he's business partner so. with, with the other with the other two. Like, there's ways you could have done it, and it was actually kind of disappointing because up until that point, it was a very well written TV show. Okay, so there's so you couple, really couple feel like that, huh? A couple of confusing points. Uh, for me, anyway. Oh, like, like what? Actually, well, like, I think my favorite episode is the the one with the puppet show, mm-hmm. where they they tell the story of the Ronin. Mm-hmm. Um, up until then, I thought she was on this revenge quest. Where, uh, these people killed her mother. Her mother. Mm-hmm. And that episode, you find out that that's not how that story ended. Right. Well, when she goes back to the uh, to the revenge quest, like at that point, it seems like kind of pointless. Like well, the reason she was doing it at first is doesn't exist anymore, and it feels like now she's just doing it to do it. So it, well, it's uh... it's still well it's still well written, but at that point, I'm. Yeah. Like, okay, well, then obviously she's just like at like that episode describes is she's turned into this revenge monster or uh you mm-hmm. know taken over by this demon or or however they describe it. Like mm-hmm. she's just she's mm-hmm. just vengeance and like there's no like I was wondering what is she gonna do after after this, after she's done, because then at that point she's she's got nothing. 
Right. Well, that's right. And, no, uh, I mean, she. Right, Mom? It, it, the real thing is she hates herself and she's killing them for creating her, <laughs> you know, and that mm-hmm. that's really where it's all going to go. And I, I think in the end, she will find like she'll do the harakate and just take herself out once the work is done, you know? That could be the case, or you know, like I mean, she like she always said that you know she's not looking for like happiness, you know, right? Like you know, not looking for like uh like contentment after the fact, just you know, just satisfaction, and that's it. So who knows? Like maybe, like maybe you know, uh, uh, the ritual suicide is the way it goes after the fact, but maybe it's just regular life, you know? Just some place to be alone and, you know, not have to worry about people. She technically has that house where the horses were being kept. Yeah. She did, she also did sociopolitically destabilize Japan, so... (laughs) obviously a very talented swordsmith like she's learned from the best she could Mm -hmm. just set up shop and live like the old man did by himself for years just you know Mm -hmm. making making swords somebody shows up makes him a sword yeah that could be the case too and that was his zen too you know yeah man like it I, i i i'll tell you man it like this show, like I, I I hear what you said, Oz, in regards to it being really really well written up until a particular point. I I personally thought it was just well written all the way through. Well, um, the particular point is like the last twenty minutes, right? Of right. Eight one hour episodes. Yeah, yeah, and I know for myself, I was kind of like, I wasn't certain how it was going to turn out like when you had uh the dude basically kind of saying like hey you need me <laughs> you know i wasn't certain cuz i like it really felt like they could go either way but um you know it it's one of these things where it'll be interesting to see what comes next at least i know for me that's how i feel because i mean it it is wild and and it's it's interesting because for me, like Mizu, the main character, gives off like some original trilogy God of War kind of energy, but just manifests in a different way. You know what I mean? Like that, like it's 100% like young Kratos. It's just, you know, isn't the anger is just more focused <laughs> you know and more more like more contained i guess and you know that made the whole series for me a joy to watch where i was just like wow like you know it's like like a force of nature <laughs> just coming through and like wiping out things which is awesome also a surprising amount of nudity as yeah. I, as i tried to watch this at work <laughs> right. No, I well, agree with you. Not, I agree with you. It, it's not like gratuitous either. Like it makes no. it makes sense to the story. 
it and, does. And, there's a few times where it's not even sexual, like the the mm-hmm. catch the stick scene. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like it's just it's just what's happening, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like and 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 it felt which is something that I haven't been able to say about something where I've seen nudity in a while, where it felt pretty even handed in regards to like male nudity versus female nudity. <laughs> I feel like a lot of stuff lately, you know, you see a lot of a lot of men get naked and like they take uh they take pains to make sure that if women aren't clothed like they don't show it which is you know i'm not saying i need any nudity at all but it's weird to me that it's like okay well you have nudity over here and not over there and so this was like pretty much like I, it felt pretty even to me you know but look what what do you think jay like we'll, we'll turn to our local our, our nudity expert jay uh <laughs> like how do how do you feel about the the levels of nudity and the evenness of Male versus female. Um, you know, one of the only reasons I champion male nudity in fiction is just so that I can enjoy my female nudity without, <laughs> you know, without guilt, like guilt-free uh-huh. enjoying. Like if there's some for everyone, then uh i'm happy and i can enjoy my female nudity and whoever likes the male nudity can enjoy it mm-hmm. like i don't enjoy it but i do think it should be there for the people that do mm-hmm. and uh yeah this show i will say i only watched the first episode oh um, that's fair unfortunately only the first episode was on YouTube. So I didn't get to uh, finish the series. But mm-hmm. judging by the nudity in the first issue or episode, it is, um, I wouldn't say balanced exactly, but it does go both ways, which is great. Because mm-hmm. of people that are into that. And Tiger Quest says, is the nudity done tastefully? I can only speak for the first uh, episode. In which, yes, it's very tasteful. Um, you have like a scene where a guy's getting thrown out of a whorehouse naked. And another scene where women are trying to sell their goods. And uh, it's very tasteful. Um, I think God would approve. <laughs> you think God would approve? <laughs> There's like two or three like actual, like if it was a movie, would be like actual sex scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and two main ones that I can think of. And I think the way they were done it's obviously a sex scene, like yeah. But uh, it story wise, it fits with what you're watching. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to say not to say too much because one of them is like really spoilery. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, but there's like 
There's like two two full episodes that take place in brothel. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's it's like when there's a scene and you know the the characters are walking through a strip club and there's topless women over there where there's topless woman over there treating this guy like a baby and you know mm-hmm. so, so there's little things like that and then yes it's I don't know what Tire Claw considers tasteful but mm-hmm. it's not gratuitous is mm-hmm. the best way. I can put it. I will say for me, the first episode had like just enough. Like I wasn't wanting more. Like I felt it was like just a good amount. And it was interesting to me, at least because, you know, as I'm watching the first episode, I have a ton of internal dialogue. Like, (laughs) uh, they start showing like the char- nude characters. I'm like, oh, well, they're not going to show the main star nude. And, you know, this was, I was thinking before, I thought, like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a girl. Like, that's definitely a chick character, which uh, is not revealed until the end of the first episode. And then they reveal it, and I was like, oh, I was wrong. It's like, <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, very tasteful. I was not like wanting, I was not left wanting for nudity. I think there is a point where it kind of borders that gratuitous uh, area, but it's also those scenes are showing you the depravity of a character. Mm hmm. So even then, it's still, it's part of the story. Yeah. It's not just nudity for nudity's sake. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, and I think, like, you know, I'm pretty sure we're, we're thinking of the same place, the same part point in the story. But even then, like, considering, like, the things that are actually happening, it's like, it's it, that, it, depicting what's happening is done as tastefully as that can be depicted. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I I didn't tell you to stop. Like I, I laughed. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, man, give that young lady a raise. (laughs) (laughs) Like she needs to holding her her contract. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy, man. But no, man, this this joint. That madam is probably one of my favorite characters, dude. In, in this like, whole thing, I think, I think that that's where this this whole series shines. It's like all the characters are phenomenal, man. And it's just like, like you literally, like I, I know for myself, I was like, it almost felt like you could follow any of them. And don't get me wrong, like blue eyes, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Ringo, Ringo's the man. Like, <laughs> like, and that's what I'm saying. Where, where it's like, um, like over the course the of the series, <laughs> well, yeah. that scene where he where he fucked up the giant. I was like, man, this dude got his wish to come true. Like, this was really like, 
the greatest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking not only he 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 yeah, he fucking he fucked them up with the food and then he used that to his advantage to fight with whatever he yeah. bit he could fight and and won that fight in like two hits. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's like literally like, you know, I know that like I cared about what happened to like almost every character. Like where I was just like, you know, like it genuinely was just like man, I wonder what's going to go down with this person. I wonder what's going to go down with that person. And so it's like, it's it's really interesting. And and even in the course of um, getting to the end of the series, it's like, you know, Mizu is the main character, but it definitely feels like, you know, Mizu doesn't have to be. And and you could literally like it like season two, it would not surprise me if we definitely like touch base with a lot of the characters from the first season. Um, even though they're gonna be like like some of them are gonna be separate, you know, some of them are not gonna necessarily be interacting with one another. So I'm just like, wow, like it, it's good. It like it, it goes back to the writing, I think. Like it's real good writing. And then and if I'm not mistaken, I feel like almost like every episode is written by like the same two people, right? Yeah. Like, which is wild. I'm like, man, like good, good for them, man. Like that, I don't like that's a, a hellified writing team right there. Uh, like I feel bad. I should I should have been ready with their names. I know. I'm looking yeah. it up. Okay, thank you, Jay. I apologize for that to the audience, but yeah, uh, husband and wife I, team. Amber Noizumi and Michael Green. There you go. Yeah, man. No, it, it like the characters are are top notch. Um. Uh, how did you all feel about the animation? Let Let's start with you, Oz, and then go to Jay and Mo. It was it was good. Um, it felt <laughs> like part of me thought that maybe they did some mocap for it too. Mm. Um, but the way the way they did it, I think if this was live action, it'd be like the um, not green screen, but whatever the uh, the Mandalorian uses with that technique. Yeah. The, oh, like with the uh, with Unreal the engine movie and- screen behind you, like the, yeah, had, the Unreal like, Engine, yeah, the video game engine. Yeah, like you you get this like weird look that sometimes works like in the Mandalorian sometimes doesn't but because it's all animated I think it really makes everything kind of pop a little bit it looks kind of 3D-ish at some point mm-hmm. so I, I don't I'm assuming it was it was like actually drawn but it could could be considered a, animated I don't know it's a hybrid 2D 3D hybrid animation okay. and that's probably why I, I got that uh, it's by French studio Blue Spirit which it, uh, it works really yeah, good when they, you don't have that's live, why they live characters like live people. It can look really good and yeah. just looked really good. How about you, Jay? What did you think of the uh, animation, man? Oh, I thought it was great. Um, there's a scene in particular which is not. A like the fight scenes are great, but there's a scene in particular where 
she's just like there on the ground and she takes off her uh, hand and leg weights and yeah. it just looks like phenomenal like the way that looks yeah and she goes after her, her rival and uh yeah the animation definitely is great like when it's yeah I'm tripping over myself but yeah I, I really enjoyed the animation everything looked good um the fight scenes actually look really good um that. Yeah, the the court. It, it, that's when like Oz kind of says where it kind of feels a little almost like motion capture because the the fight scenes really in particular stand out for me. Uh, the colors in the animation and the vivid and the shadows and everything really add to the to the scene in every frame, pretty much. Uh, I like the color palette and then the animation with in conjunction with the voice acting. I think really works for me. Uh, the the lady Let me just that say, oh sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. The lady that plays that. uh Mizu, <clears throat> Maya Erskine. Like I'm a big fan of her. She's in the new uh, the revival of uh Mr. And Mrs. Smith. She's Mrs. Smith, mm-hmm. but she's in a better show uh that she did created and wrote herself called Pen Fifteen. And uh, oh wow, she like she plays a twelve year old girl, and. I guess she's roughly my age, so she's recounting her story of being in like seventh grade, and it's very similar to my experience being in seventh grade. So I love the show. It's like, oh man, she's like people that that do shows like that, like the the Eddie Wong show too, fresh off the boat. Like it, you know, it starts with him going to a new school at for seventh grade, and it's that's kind of how my experience was too. So it's really. It's weird how uh, uh, similar experiences make. Like we feel isolated then, <laughs> but we're so similar looking back on it. But uh, she's she's great, brilliant writer, brilliant comedian, and uh, like dramatic voice actress too. Now I can add to her uh, to her uh, repertoire. Now this studio also worked on Gremlins sequel of the Mogwai. Um, I don't know if anyone saw that, but they also worked on What If. Oh, oh nice. yeah, 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 man. But yeah, I like I love the animation too. Like it's it's pretty amazing, and like you know, like the 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 fight choreography is so good. Like I'm just like it it blew my, it blew my mind. Like, and it's crazy because it's like it's not like it doesn't necessarily uh, invent anything new it's just the way that it uses the the kind of tropes of the genre uh and and i I guess you know what maybe let let me not say that because maybe there are a few new ideas in there but the fact is it just executes on such a high level it feels like with what it had like i mean the weights the weights like you all mentioned Mm -hmm. is such a cool and and impactful scene but it's not like we haven't seen that before. But the way that it's done in in that episode is so cool. And you know, the, ironically enough, the weights uh, are part of what made me kind of say, "Ah, let me not say they don't bring anything new to the table," because the weights come back into play later, 
And, you know, I know for me, when I saw that, which, you know, <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it, but I was just like, I was like, this is some like amazing stuff that's happening right here. But <laughs> you know, it's so cool. What what that scene does is so beautiful because it does it in a sense like, okay, this is a cool badass, but they had they spent time, yeah, not just showing you how she learned that technique, but also yeah. what it meant to her. So like, right. recalling something real painful, and she's fighting with right. pain and. And you're real hatred yeah. now, you know? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and it's fucking amazing. And then how yeah. she gets it's like, because, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> fucking amazing too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's just like, it, it is like, you know, when we talk about how good the writing is, because it's like, it could easily just be amazing fights. Yeah. But like, the fights tell stories. And the, and the, there's, there's like so much like emotion behind so many of the fights and like so much like uh there like 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 I said like that literally that that scene that you know like we're we're not talking about it in detail but that scene tells a story in and of itself in the background as well as in the foreground of the fight and it's just like man it's it's something else so yeah and it yeah, uh, yeah. it reminds me a lot of like those old like kung fu movies too or even mm-hmm. you know samurai oh, yeah. movies but yeah yeah absolutely movie, yeah but you know especially the good ones where like the, the fights yeah. have weight to them you know like emotional 100 characters you know like they could do exposition during a fight and i think that's what essentially uh dragon ball z did but to a fault <laughs> you know like right <laughs> yeah but but yeah that's so- the- the studio that did this also, I give them credit for paying attention to little details. Like mm-hmm. there's an episode where she gets cut like here somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the next episode, like you actually see where it's like the clothes was stitched back together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's like a little detail that animated stuff usually just ignores. Like she's usually, they would just have her in regular. They wouldn't take the time to draw in the stitches on the cuts right. where she got messed up last time, or depending yeah. on her, like, like the like throughout the series, like how how far along she is in her healing, you know, <laughs> like you see little droplets of blood, and oh, she got cut there last episode. Now she mm-hmm. ripped one stitch instead of ripping all the stitches. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, that's, animation, that's, all... that's an undertaking because you know people animation usually is well. It's an art form, but it's also a way to cut corners too for certain things. So, the things that they choose not to cut corners here are the stuff that could easily be cut corners. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. I mean, it. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go I, ahead it's just kind of funny that they paid that much attention to like details like that. But it's it look. It's still an animated fictional story, so. Like she gets like she has to be stitched, fixed up, and stitched up, and you know she's telling the dude, "I'll be ready in three days or two days." Yeah. Yeah. I'll fight you in two days when I'm healed up. I'm like, yeah, Come on. like dude, just, just put you back together with a sewing needle. You you're gonna need more than two days. All right, take three. Which I think they tell her, "I'll take three. Yeah, man, dude, it, yeah. It's 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 something else. Like, but it, it, at it, the same time, I love, like like Mo was saying, like 
she does she does something a couple days later and snaps her stitches and she's got to be sewn up again. So yeah, I yeah. love the little like they do they weave a lot of threads in terms of like B plot and subplot and you know uh, yeah, and one of those is the rivalry like how it could have easily like you, you start flowing into almost romance but it, it, you mm-hmm. know it, it stopped she stopped it but uh, but it was a uh, like this dude literally like, got a hard on sparring with her thinking she's a dude you know he's like sorry i've been thinking about the other chick a lot you know <laughs> i've been missing her he's like, yeah don't worry bro i got you <laughs> I, I i thought they were i thought they were gonna do it at that point and then again a credit to the writing what actually ends up happening in that scene was it's like it's completely crazy. out of left field it, it makes sense in the story i wasn't expecting it. yeah yeah yeah. And that's when, you know, when you talk about like, again, bringing it back to superhero fatigue, that seems to be the theme of the day. But it's like, you know, something's, they do something a little different. And some people would be like, ah, nah, they should have just done it. And they're like, nah, man, that's not for the integrity of the character, the integrity, you know, they're honorable people. This, their whole rivalry is based on honor. <laughs> and it's like, that means, that means more than, you know, your little wet penis, you know? <laughs> Indeed, uh, they actually signed a contract for a, for a death match. Like that's yeah. the kind of honor we're talking about. Like there, there's contracts. I think yeah. and they, other characters, random characters, have a duel, and like they even show their contract. Yeah. To to the audience, it's yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Five out of five. Yeah. I know, even right? With, exactly. Even with the bad ending, it's still five out of five. Like for me. Listen, I I dispute that the ending it. is I don't bad. Know how much life my camera has. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. But no, I, we're at that time anyway, though. So look, we got you, Mo. Uh, why don't you rate rate it, Jay? Um, I would give it a four out of five. Like I, I like the story. I like the animation. I like the goggles. Um, the weights are cool. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of good stuff there. Yeah. yeah. What would you rate on the rest of these? Oh. Say again. What would you review our the our review? Uh, what would you rate our review of the rest of the episodes? Um. I would give it a four. Like, you guys are pretty entertaining. I will. I was going to say, Jay's about to say two and a half. Not impressed. (laughs) No, you guys are good. There's nothing left for me but my own blade. (laughs) Like, I know realistically, I already wanted to, like, I already want to finish watching it. So. Yeah. You guys didn't like make me want to finish watching it more. Like I already just like just watching the first issue episode. Like I wanted to keep watching it. All right, Jay, we'll take the four. Thanks. <laughs> no, need, no need to tell us how useless we are. <laughs> no, but I enjoyed listening to you guys talk about stuff. Hey, don't give me your pity. <laughs> No, it's one of the reasons I do the show. Like, 
too funny. How about you, Oz? <laughs> I'm going to go with four and a half. I, originally, I was planning to do what, what Jay did and just watch the first episode because it was free. And uh, ended up watching the whole thing. So, Jeez. Wow. There it is. Did you watch it at one setting, too? Or did you? Uh... I couldn't because I didn't have that much time. Each episode is like 45 minutes, 50 minutes or something right. like that. So yeah. I I, just, I I couldn't. I didn't have the time, but I wanted to. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm going to give it a five. Like, as far as I'm concerned, I'm like, like, if you like martial art movies, like, you have to watch this. <laughs> it's like, you know, and, but even if you, look, it's like, it, it, it it's so many different, it's so many different segments. Because, like, if you like revenge movies, I feel like you'd have to watch this, too. You yeah. know, it's like. If you like yeah, anime that I doesn't guess. qualify as anime, like, you could watch this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nah, man, it's it's phenomenal, man. Like you should mess with it. Take take it. Take the the recommendation for Fantastic Forum. I don't. We. I don't believe you will be disappointed if you put your time into Blue Eye Samurai. So, all right, y'all ready to talk some comics? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. Snake jazz. Comic book, review, book, uh, comic book, like review. <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. Yeah. Okay. Uh oh, we lost Oz. <laughs> I was like, I don't be reading comics. <laughs> He's like, I will rest on my sword. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay. I think it's only fitting that you tell us about Night Thrasher, number one. Okay. Um, and I'm just going to be talking about Night Thrasher, number one. Um, I was going to go through his history, but someone else did it, and I put that in our Discord. So if you want to know like the history of Night Thrasher, uh, check out our Discord comment section. And that brings us to Night Thrasher number one, where uh, Dwayne has decided to take all of his toys and go home. But he's shutting down the Taylor Foundation, uh, despite the fact that it's doing good now, and despite the fact that his people are, you know, using it to do good. Like he's basically saying it's got my name on it so it's got a, like I'm done with it like it shouldn't have existed in the first place and uh he's not sure what to do with himself but he ends up getting involved with these kids who are doing smashing grabs and uh it turns out they can fight and they can fight specifically him. And so he goes to find out who's the mastermind, who's teaching his fighting style. And it turns out to be former new warrior rage. Dun, dun, dun. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, pretty much. I remember last week, too, we, we don't need rage. Yeah, we don't. And look what happened. He turned into a bad guy. That's how much we don't need him. Like, he went to the other side. Well, technically, Rage started as a criminal, though, right? Did he? I think he might have. Yeah, I think so. So, he just he just going with his natural impulses. <laughs> yeah. He's the, that, he's the one that had that mask that looked like cat whiskers, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a weird like, kind of like luchador slash yeah. kitty cat. Yeah. <laughs> I like Lucha it. Cat. Because the 90s. Lucha Cat coming to Webtoon. Lucha yeah, because the 90s. Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny. I was reading Contest of Champions, and I put a panel into our private chat, and I also put it into our Discord, where uh, the British Punisher... Is trying to like, explain how cool he is, like Night Basher is, and he's like, he's like Captain America, and he's Black Panther, and he's also Tony Stark, and he has a skateboard, and the chick is kind of <laughs> like, I guess you had to be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally how we've yeah, been talking no. to Larry forever. Yeah. What? Hmm? Larry, Larry hates Night Thrasher, and you know, partly because he hates skateboarding. What? <laughs> I don't hate you Night know, Thrasher. No skateboarding this issue, though. Yeah, because well, it was there. Strong. They broke it. <laughs> yeah. They just didn't. He just didn't use it, but it was there. <laughs> <laughs> he got it smashed. Like he. He, he got it smashed over his back so they could be like, oh, like, I guess we can't have that next issue. And I'm like, oh, this fool, this fool had it, though. He was like, like, I'm sure he was mad as hell, too. He was like, God damn it, my skateboard. <laughs> God damn it. My skateboard, like, you son of a bitch. You know how many how, how much kickflips it survived to go out like this? I, <laughs> Now nobody, nobody will recognize my silhouette. <laughs> right, as a superhero signature, right there, right. They're like all, all of them, he's like three quarter turn, so you can see the wheels. <laughs> oh, no, but no, honestly, Night Thrasher is not a bad character. It's it was just that he's like so steep in the '90s that it was just like you, like it's hard to like. It was hard to take him seriously outside of that, and and you know, like the books, like like Contest of Champions, did a good job of like playing into that, but still making Night Thrasher like like relevant for the time, you know, where it was just right. Like, okay. There are like three yeah. specific scenes where everyone is just like, "Dude, you're the '90s." Like, yeah. at one point, Electra as uh, Deadshot is like. Look, this isn't the '90s. You can't just say back door and have machines do what you want them to do. <laughs> like... <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah, man. But yeah, so so. Uh huh. 
as someone that didn't read Contest of Champions, I felt like right where I left off because last time I read him was him dying in Civil War <laughs> or kicking off Civil War, and then he's back, yeah. and it's like, yeah, you know, it's right back from you know, because I guess Contest of Champions takes place in another realm, right? Or how is that? How's that? Yeah, work? yeah, it's in one of the discarded realms from Secret Wars. Like okay. one of the discarded realms left over so, yeah, Secret so, Wars. And yeah, so, yeah, it's the so like for me, it's like it's like I, I, I read them and then I read them again, you know, 15 years later. <laughs> right. Right. No, like, I mean, it, it is like that because I'm pretty sure, like, if I'm not mistaken, in contests of change, well, like, he actually mentions it actually in. In the in this book, which and you know oh, yeah. I don't know, yeah, but it basically says like he got like plucked out for where he was supposed to die, and then you know he got sent back afterwards. And so I don't know that anybody's done anything with Night Thrasher since Contest of Champions. Like maybe, but I don't remember. Like the, last that was we, the last we see him, he's legit in. Damn, what what was that team? He's in one of their towers. Like, hey, if it helps, like everyone's got memory loss because the collector didn't want them coming for him. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to figure out where they are. And Night Dasher's like, well, if it helps, the last thing I remember is dying. (laughs) And then that's the last time we see Night Dasher, I believe. Yeah. What what team was that? I'm going to find out. Okay. So, uh, Mo, like, I know you said it felt like you kind of just picked up where you left off. What did you think of this first issue? Uh, I, I it was okay. Uh, the, the kids with the smashing grab feels a little like a, a little too weird. Like, it's too, uh, I don't want to say preachy because it doesn't really do nothing with it aside from they're like, mm-hmm. it's just too. Too street heroy, you know, for him. But I guess that's mm. what he is, and you know, he cares about the neighborhood. Mm. There's also the, you know, that's that smash and grab shit is a product of the gentrification of their neighborhood that he's been protecting or was protecting before through the foundation and his parents' work mm-hmm. and all that. So it's, uh, I guess, it makes sense. So I think the story itself is more. It's a little. They try to make try to make it a little deeper than just a straight superhero story. But mm-hmm. it it just doesn't feel it like the smash and grab thing might be a little. It, it just, I don't know. He's fighting a bunch of kids. Like it, it feels like when the thing fights the Yancey Street Gang. You know, like he's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's funny because they call him a sissy and all that. But you know, they're just kids. You know, <laughs> so it's yeah. like, but, uh, but you know, when you see that it's rage and and he's doing, you know, like okay, where's this gonna go? You know, I would give issue two a chance. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, yeah, it's interesting because I know when I read it, I was just like, oh, like, I mean, the the smash and grab thing is a big, or not, well, maybe not a big, but it, it is like something that is like actually happening in this day and age. And, you know, like, it, I, I was actually, there was a part of me that was a little concerned where I was like, oh, is, is this going to try to get preachy and i was actually kind of happy it didn't it was just like no like 
just like it's just kid kid thieves. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, okay, cool. And you know, that makes it so that he can be concerned because I think that yeah, if it wasn't children, he might have just been like, oh, like I just catch him and beat him or whatever. But since it was kids, right. it was like a little different. Th that's where it can and get he's like, a let me go deep. and try to go down and find them, you know. That's that the and look, there's that one episode of Seven the Enemy. It was the ultimates. Oh. oh, right, right, yeah, you're right. Night Dasher was in the Ultimates for a hot second, or in the book. Yeah. Um, but there's that one. Did you finish saying what you want to similar... say? Uh, I just wanted to remind everybody of that that Batman the Animated Series episode where it's like that the kids are like Batman's fighting these little thief kids, and then it turns out to be a right. bigger, more nefarious thing. And, it's a, it's a great right. episode too. Like so that that's right. why th this kind of reminded me of that a little. And it's like you know I'm not gonna knock it yet. Like I gotta read issue too. Like uh, right. If it doesn't get preached because of it, it, then it's like oh he's just fighting a bunch of kids. But you know, including rage in there, and then uh uh it, it not it going not going that way. I'm like okay, let's 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 read issue two then. Yeah. Okay. Oz, how about you, man? What what did you think of this issue? It was fine. It's a number one. A lot of backstory. A lot of hey, this is this is what happened. I died. Uh, I didn't know that all the new warriors got killed. So well, not penance. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't. But even that that team of new warriors wasn't the the like. It wasn't all the original team either, right? It was like a different. No, like a... it was the TV show team. Right. So you had so... like Bacteria or whatever his name was, the guy that talked about Micro. Right. Micro, Speedball. <laughs> um, Namorita. Silhouette wasn't there. Right. Um, yeah. Oh. That team, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, some of them did, but not not all of them. And like even yeah, and and uh, like Jay mentioned, Speedball, who who was there, was like the only survivor, and that's it caused his transformation to become Penance. Which yeah, yeah. I remember, man. He took on all that nitro blast. Yeah. And Captain America couldn't take a bullet. <laughs> well, it was a time bullet. I don't know if you know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, it's just like whatever. Right. Um but but Oz, yeah, you're saying it was fine, but um, it, it's an it's a it's a number one. It's an introduction to uh, kind of letting you know where this character's been, where he's at, like mentally, with what he's doing with the uh, the foundation, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I it's fine. I I don't know why Luke Cage is uh is the way he is. Maybe Luke that it, it has has he is that what he's been doing lately, or is this like something new? No, no, it's not Luke Cage. It's Rage. Now, the funny thing is, 
I know I was just joking, but I did used to do that. Like, <laughs> get those two mixed up. Well, there there is a design for Luke Cage, though, that does look like what Rage looks like in this book. And I don't remember for that. Was that an ultimate? There might have been an ultimate it was Mac. comics Luke. I'll, I'll just call Max? him the Marvel yeah. <laughs> right, right. No, I think you're right. I think it was the Max. So, yeah. And so it's funny because yeah, he has, he has that, uh, that chain that says Cage, you know, like across his chest, the gold chain. Right, right. Yeah, because the 2000s. <laughs> It's like all the Thanks all the so eras have to have their signature. Yeah. Hmm? I, I I had a, a all the Max. I have them somewhere, all of them. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, o, OG the OG is not a great name. But and, and they say that which, in the book too. Like they acknowledge right. it. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it's fine. I even enjoyed the uh, the silhouette story, the backup. Because mm-hmm. yeah, like, <laughs> technically, like nothing significant happens. There's not like a big battle or anything. It's it's you know two kids seeing their their dad on his deathbed. But mm-hmm. the way it's done, it's just it's a nice little short story. Right. Like, I just thought it was cool. I don't even remember her brother, which I don't know if he was like a a, a villain in, in New Warriors or what, but I was sitting here like, huh, like what was his deal again? Which I'm not saying I needed it for the story, because the story was like you said, it was fine on its own. Like that, but I was just like, I don't know like who that is, and I can't remember. <laughs> so um It's interesting with with Rage because like Rage's whole thing back in the day was that he was like a kid that got like experimented on. So he he looks like a grown man, but he's actually like a child in there. You know what I mean? Like it's like I think he was what was he, 13 or 14 or something? Yeah. And so it's wild because, you know, Rage as a character has been around for a long time now. and But we all know how comic book time moves differently than real time. And so when I saw Rage here and the way he was acting and stuff, I was like, how old is this fool now? Like, you know, like, I'm like, is he, because I feel like that's a factor, you know what I'm saying? Like, if this fool's like, yeah, me and my kid gang, because, you know, we're kids out here, you know, it's like, okay, and he's the leader because he's the big, strong one. Like, that's one thing. But is this fool, like, an adult yet? Is he 18? Like, you know, is he 20? So how long, do they say how long? That's his never let How long uh, Thrasher was, was dead? Do they even talk about that? No. It's however long time. Has, yeah, they don't give a specific time, but it's however time it's been in the MC in the Marvel in six one six. You know, it's been right. it, it's been long enough that dude is mad that Night Thrasher wasn't there, 
And that's I like that's gotta be at least a year, right? I mean <laughs> <laughs> this was fifteen. No <laughs> like, well, it's, it's definitely it's more, more than a year. It's more because it's still like uh yeah, yeah, because I forgot who like how old is the kid, uh Luke Cage's kid. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Like I feel like like Luke Cage's that's kid the is definitely yeah, I guess because Luke Luke Cage's kid is definitely like, like, old not 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 anywhere near like she's not anything near a teen. She's at least like, Eight but nine. she's like five six, I think maybe maybe okay. maybe even seven. Yeah, it could be could be eight. I don't think nine. Is she but, showing, you know, does she have her powers yet? No, I don't think she has any powers. Not that I know of. So, because that's the that's the barometer. Like you know, she it was uh, uh, Jessica Jones was pregnant during all that. So, oh, okay. Well, there you go. Dur- during Civil War, yeah, during Civil War and New Avengers, she was uh, pregnant. And then, gotcha. I think so was Julia Carpenter. Julia Carpenter. I, 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 I don't know if she was pregnant. Or she had a kid already, but. Uh, that was, uh, was like two during the initiative, and then gotcha. yeah. So because yeah. during the heroic ages when they started doing the the uh, the babysitter like casting call. Oh, with Squirrel Girl, yeah, okay. and D Man, Black Knight. Yeah, <laughs> what I'm seeing is. As of the book, The Variants, uh, issue number two came out mm-hmm. a year ago. She's the listed as, is... as what? She's listed as three and a half in that book. In the variant that issue, kid's two. not that kid's not three in that half. book, yeah. So, like that, look, So it's only been three years. I didn't read that book. I look. I'm, I'm on Marvel's website. So, right. No. I, listen. I again. This is why we don't know. And I'm like, that. That should be clarified if it hasn't been some at some point. Like I don't know. I'm sure there have been other appearances of Rage that I just I'm very much unaware of. But the I'm last like, one I, was I, during Annihilation Scourge. Wait, the three and a half. We're talking about. Geez. Luke Cage's kid, right? No, no, yeah, like that kid's older than three and a half. <laughs> I don't care what they say. <laughs> Annihilation Scourge is—I mean, man, that's like that's great. Wait, oh wait, is that something like at a revisiting of Annihilation, or is that like a, a Annihilation tie? Mr. Fantastic went to go fight the Cancerverse and their version of the Sentry. I'm not, yeah, I, I, I'm i not sure when, like, what year is that 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 came out? Don't know. I'm on the oh. wiki. Gotcha. Yeah. So, but yeah, all this to say, Rage is probably an adult, even though he might be young, though. Like, he might only be, like, 19, 20, 21. <laughs> oh, he was in House of M, too. 
Man, but still, like House of M is like the the teens, right? Yeah, that's like 20, 2016, 2014, 15, somewhere in there. No, House of M was like two thousand four. Oh, jeez, is it that long ago? Oh my god. Yeah, it's only off by old. ten years. Damn. No, I can't. Is it I, I was reading it. I was reading it before I met you, Larry. Damn. But like, I only knew about it. I wasn't reading it till you let me borrow the House of M books. Mm, man, that's crazy. Yeah, time. All right. But yeah, man. So now we're depressed. We're I know. Sleep on right. our swords tonight. Dude, I was like. And this is a tangent, but I was just rereading some of like the old books, like the old team books, and I'm like reading Nomad, and it's like copyright 2010, and I'm like, damn, that's like 14 years ago, like Jesus, like, because I remember reading it and be like being at Larry's house reading it. And it's like I'm remembering that time. That's when we were doing the shows at the kitchen table, and like, mm-hmm. man, fourteen years sure does fucking fly. Word. Now, for the record, I would like to, I would like the record to reflect that when Jay says he's reading mm-hmm. Nomad, he's not talking about Bucky Barnes. He's he's talking about friggin' Nikki what, Barnes. What, what is her? Ricky Barnes, right? Friggin' nomad from no, Nikki, like, he, not Ricky. Nikki, oh. Nikki Listen, Barnes. Her like her name doesn't matter, <laughs> but it does. From the nomad from friggin' from Heroes Reborn, <laughs> nomad, which eventually she did end up, I think, in the six one six, which again is a a long history of characters that end up in the 616 that have no business being there where it's like Jeez, why? how many nomads are there there's a lot of there's, there's at least counts. three or four no well that could be true but it's not the one you think Jack. i know sure <laughs> no it's not <laughs> no it's not oh my god there's one from the, the thieves guild right the the dude from the thieves guild I've seen Jack Monroe, oh, yeah. Ian Rogers. Yeah. Now there's there's a few. Because I feel like there's one wasn't one of the people to call Nomad in uh what's that joint? The the team that um they had Spectrum leading um damn it, what the it was the funny book. Which one's the Nomad? West Coast Avengers? I'm not West Coast. Uh, Great Lakes Avengers? No, it's not. It's not Avengers. It's the one that the team with Spectrum and and Machine Man and the Captain. Um, oh, Coast the Agents Avengers? of Hate. Agents of Hate. That's what it is. Yeah. No. Yeah, it wasn't even... like. Don't get wrong. Spectrum was Spectrum was a, a leader of the Avengers, but she was a leader of like the the main Avengers, not West Coast Avengers. In any case, we should say a uh, Night Basher back to Night Basher. Um, sorry for derailing. Uh, it's written by Jay Holtham, drawn by Nelson Danielle. 
Danielle. <laughs> I think you're right, Danielle. Um, and what did you guys think of the art? I wasn't a huge fan of it, honestly. Um, it's not terrible, but and and honestly, there's some point. There were some parts, like or some points in the book where I was like, you know, I liked how it looked, but there were more points where I didn't like it. Mm. But what did you all think? There's a point where I like they do the shadows and they do the little like dot matrix thing that we have on our F logo that Oz had to do mm -hmm. one by one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they realize there's a film that they do and then they just press it on and then peel it off and it's like they do the shadows that way a lot. I've seen them do it a lot. Mm. Uh, uh, Jock uses it a lot um, and like Matteo Scalera too and Riley Rosmo. And now there's a plugin for you could do it. So like, man, maybe we need to redesign the logo. But either <laughs> or, they did it, and it didn't look as as impressive as other stuff. But it wasn't bad art. The art was serviceable, and the story was good. It yeah. moved the story along. I'm not is yeah. knocking it as it sounds. I'm not trying to knock it, but it was serviceable yeah. art, and it was a. A little, yeah, had a little consistency issues, but very minimal. But either way, it was serviceable and it, it really moved the story along. So I can't complain about it. And and that I can agree with. Like I feel like, you know, the drawings themselves weren't necessarily my particular cup of tea, but they definitely did the job in telling the story. Like there was no, like, and that's something that, you know, it always it always bothers me and baffles me when I see, like, an unclear panel. Where I'm like, I don't know what's happening, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or when when a panel comes and it's like it feels very very disjointed from like one panel to the next. Where I'm like, well, how do we get from this to this? Like, you know, it's like, yeah, my my imagination fills in some gaps because that's what comics do. But it's like, what in the world are we doing from here to here? Like, what happened? You know. <laughs> so it's like none of that did happen in this book. Yeah. So what about you, Oz? How'd you feel about it? First of all, I need to read me some Jack Monroe Nomad books. This dude looks badass. Fucking Snake Plissken looking motherfucker. The guy with the, with the long hair. Yeah, yeah he's got guy. like the big shades and oh, there's one with a trench coat. Man. <laughs> yeah. He, they were saying they used to be like when we were kids, we used to say he was Gambit's brother, but I don't think they're brothers. But they are enemies. Yeah. Um, art wise, it is fine. It's good. It's fine. I don't have any complaints. Okay. Well, there you go. Wow. I'm like, I, I don't know if I've ever heard Austin. Well, it's before. well, no, it's a like it's a main Marvel book. Well, I don't know if it's a main Marvel book. It's a Marvel book. It should <laughs> it should look like a you know mainstream comic book should. Uh, if it was bad art, then yeah, I definitely point it out. But it was. Uh, on par, if not a little bit better than what it should be. Okay. For a big two. Gotcha. I agree. Okay. Well, there it is. All right. Well, look. Should we rate Night Thrasher? Yes. You guys ready? Yeah. Okay. All right. Jay, what'd you think of Night Thrasher number one, buddy? Um... I just love that we have a Night Thrasher book now, right now. Um, right, because 
Because Jay gets whatever five. he wants. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, wait, wait till you read silhouette number one. Oh my god. Oh no. my god. <laughs> Dude, that would be awful. Uh, uh, <laughs> I love silhouette. Oh yeah, listen. We know. We know. No. <laughs> Oz, what do you think of uh, Night Dasher number one? I'm probably gonna go with a, a four. It's uh, it's a number one, and it's interesting enough to to get you wanting to read the second one. Especially, they saved like the I don't say the best stuff, I guess, because that kind of sounds off. But the action kicks in at the end, and the results of it make you want to pick up the next issue. I don't want it to sound like I'm disparaging it. It's, it's actually it's not a bad book. I, I actually did enjoy reading it. Well, you know me, I hate the words. Yeah. <laughs> Moses Magnum, what'd you think of Night Thrasher number one? I give it three and a half, but it is it did get me to read want to read issue two. So and I'm happy for mm-hmm. Jay that he gets a Night Thrasher book. So mm-hmm. that's always nice. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh yeah, I, I will read uh issue two for sure. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it could be a little we'll see how it plays out again. It's what I didn't like here is actually how it ended up playing out. Like I said, it, it pays off in the end, it works in the end, and that's what's gonna get me to read issue two. So it did its job. Right. Uh I agree with well, I, I think three and a half is the, the rating for me and uh, you know, I did find the book reading the book enjoyable. It's not, you know, not necessarily the, the best book, but it's far from the worst, you know. And uh, I would definitely like to read the second issue. So that's what comics are supposed to do, right? Read the yep. next issue, sell the next issue. So, yeah, there it is. All right. Oh, no, we lost both of the Well, Go, GoPro uh, webcam is his final thought. <laughs> so, all right. Um, Jay, final thoughts? Um, I'm probably going to have to get Netflix so I can watch this Avatar thing. But I'm going to watch Carol and the End of the World first. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Oscor, final thoughts. Hey, most cock cam looks way better than that GoPro. You should have just had that going. His cock cam. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if it's the camera that's usually on his on his cock for our OnlyFans or his feet for his private OnlyFans. <laughs> his private OnlyFans. They call it. They call it Mo OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, I just sent uh, a new video to our QA department to review, and uh, there's, a, nice. there's more on the way. Good job. Most Magnum, kind of thoughts. <laughs> uh, yeah, technology is a fickle mistress. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, you know, you know we, we do our thing here and, and expect more of what we do and more of what you like. And then if you tell us what you like, we'll give you more of that too. 
But you know, in the end, right. it's what we like. So yeah, I'll give so like us, like subscribe to us, and uh, hit the bell. There it is. Did we run out of music? Hey, we did. Not, we we've we've run out of audio. That's what happens. Uh, right here. Bam. Thank you. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. We'll be back next week. But until then, we're the Fantastic Forum. Good night.